Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock. The do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. My guest today is Christy Whitman, who is a transformational leader, celebrity coach, and law of attraction expert, as well as a New York Times bestselling author. Christy was a previous guest on Lifeology Radio, where she discussed her bestseller, Quantum Success. In today's episode, we talk about her latest book, The Desire Factor, how to embrace your materialistic nature to reclaim your full spiritual power. This book teaches you seven steps to create and fulfill your desires. Welcome back to Lifeology. Thank you so much for having me, James. I'm thrilled to be back with you. Yes, it was. We were so young back then. I think you were on my show like maybe three or four years ago. <laughs> so Sarah, we look the same now, so that's now. good. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, I want to I want to get a little bit more of your origin story again. So, how did you even discover that you had this affinity and this ability to help people really focus on their desires and how to achieve them as well? Well, for me, it was a personal discovery because I had graduated from college and started a career. I moved to Chicago. I had everything going for me. And I, it was like checking the boxes of these are the things that will make me happy. And I checked all the boxes and I wasn't happy. So yeah. for me, it was a, is this all there is? What is this about? And those bigger questions led me to um, move to California and I met a woman that taught me about meditation. And when I met her, first thing she said to me was, you create your own reality. Wow. And something in me opened up. And I, yeah. I knew that to be true. But then, of course, my mind kicked in and said, how? How do I create my own reality? <laughs> and she, she took it from the approach of your thoughts. You are either yeah. repelling things from you uh -huh. or attracting uh -huh. things to you based on the way you think. Mm -hmm. And that was the first moment in my life where I went, the way I think, I mean, aren't my thoughts yeah. real? Yeah. I mean, the thoughts that I think in my head, isn't that true? So that was a moment of like, what? They're not true. Clarity, I can yeah. change my thoughts. That was amazing. And so that started me on learning, how do I change my thoughts? Mm -hmm. How do I work with my energy? 
And how do I work with my consciousness? And the biggest thing for me was that I realized that my whole training upbringing, even though I was an upper middle class family from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I had nothing that, you know, I had everything that I ever wanted. My mom and dad were so mired in struggle and worry and lack. Yeah. And that lack always felt bad. And so here I was. It made sense to me. Ah, I'm in Chicago making great money. I've got a great career. I live with my best friend in the greatest city on the planet. You know, <laughs> one of, one yeah. of, but, and, but I'm not happy. Like, why yeah. am I not happy? What's this elusive happiness? What is the secret to this? And it was an understanding that I was all of my consciousness, what I said, what I thought, what I believed, mm-hmm. what I felt. Everything was based in lack and lack always feels bad. So mm-hmm. I started to shift those thoughts and I started to yeah. shift old limiting beliefs. And when I did, each time I did, my life got better. Things opened up, things, I, successes that I was waiting for popped. And, you know, I met a really different man. I was in an eight year relationship with a good guy instead of a bad guy because I used to like mm-hmm. the bad boys. <laughs> you know, so, you know, even yeah. the things that I was attracted to yeah. changed. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally yeah. changed. And so I was about five years in, and here I was married. I had a house. I had my ideal body, money in the bank, no debt. And once again, it was that feeling of, Mm. Is this it? Yeah. And so there was always this this inner core thing of, is this it? And for me, it was that understanding of, I wanted something in my career that was so much, that I was passionate about, that I felt I was on purpose. Mm -hmm. And what I had learned in those five years is that whatever we perceive that we're lacking, we have the ability to transform by bringing in the energy. So what I mean by that is, I felt that I was lacking purpose and passion in my career. I was a pharmaceutical rep. I was making great money. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for me, I didn't have purpose with that. Mm-hmm. I, if, I, if I got a headache, I took peppermint oil and put it on my head instead of taking an aspirin. And here I was talking to doctors about uh, prescribing yeah, medication. Yeah. Yeah. There was a disconnect, right? And so for me, it was understanding that I wanted to feel passionate and on purpose. And I started cultivating those feelings. I started imagining as if I started mm-hmm. seeping my entire consciousness with the fulfillment of me being in passion and purpose. And it was a very short period of time after that, that my first book, Perfect Pictures, literally downloaded at one o five in the morning for seven nights in a row in the chapter, wow. seven chapters. Yeah. So that was my first, you know, channeling, if you will, direct communication. Mm -hmm. And I got the book published. I started speaking on it. And then people started asking me to coach them, which back then, 20 years ago, I had no frame of reference for life coaching. Of course. Yeah. Right. They they were asking me, we coach. And I'm like, what, like a football coach or cheerleading coach? What do you want me to coach you with? Right. That's funny. And and they they would call me on the phone and I loved Mm. the process. I had no formal training, but I was able to take them through helping them shift. And they would call Mm -hmm. me back going, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I was educating them on what I had been learning and applying for the past five years on the universal laws. And so I just kept moving and growing. And then 15, over 15 years ago, I went full-time in my coaching business and I haven't looked back. Seven books later, I've certified over 3,000 law of attraction coaches. 
So it's, it's, it's an amazing, amazing journey. And it all started with you saying, is this all there is? And that is phenomenal. You know, that's one thing I always tell people is it's the same concept, but when I tell, when when people talk to me about that, if if you have thoughts, is, 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 uh, is this all there is? I can't imagine myself doing this again. I quantify that as mediocrity. Not that you're a medi- that, that you are a mediocre person, but you're experiencing mediocrity. And you it's your your subconscious telling you, I want something more. There's something more that I need in life and I have to seek and find it. So it's obviously the same concept that you have. But anytime people have those thoughts, it's an immediate recognition that you it's time for you to level up. And there's always a uh, let's say I want to say like a divine moment, but when you have that, that's a that is a moment that's been specifically given to you to say, this is the time, not tomorrow. This is the time. And as we know, change is simply a thought away. Yes. And, you know, it's it's the whole concept and the ideas of why I wrote the desire factor, yeah. because we get desires. Like even that, is this all that is, that came from a desire of I'm not satisfied where I'm at. Yeah. So what is my desire? What is it mm-hmm. that I want? And those desires, like you're saying, they come from a higher place. We're the receiver of those Mm -hmm. desires. And when we listen to them and go, you know, I want more from my life. I want to create more impact. I want to feel passionate. I want to feel on purpose. I want to create my ideal partner. I want to have children. I want to live in my dream home. Whatever those desires are, those have an opportunity to grow us, to expand us into who we are not now but they have the potential to, to you know, for us to expand and become more like you're saying. Yes, that is without desires, without desires, nothing gets created. Exactly. Exactly. That's a, that's a great point. I want to also quantify the word lack because I understand the concept of lack, but sometimes people may not understand the full connotation of what that means. Could you explain that to us so people can really then assimilate what you're saying and say, oh, that, that does make sense for me. I can see how that would resonate with me. Yeah, let's really talk about it because it's important. So so lack or limitation, it's mm-hmm. noticing that you are not satisfied because you are either we say, Oh, I don't have enough time. We could lack mm-hmm. time. I don't have I don't have what it takes. I, I don't have enough support. Even anything coming from separation, struggle, drama, chaos. All of the lower level emotions, such as fear and worry and doubt and frustration, disappointment and anger and sadness and all of that are rooted from lack. So it's a mental concept that we say, I don't have enough. I'm not enough. She's not enough. He's Mm -hmm. not enough. I don't have, you know, there's not enough money. There's not enough time. And when you have that concept of lack, it feels bad. We feel bad. If you look at it like a spectrum, on mm-hmm. one side of the spectrum is lack, on the other side of the spectrum is abundance. And in the middle, that tipping point, because at some point you go from lack to abundance, that tipping point is satisfaction. And most of us have been programmed, imprinted, conditioned mm-hmm. to be in lack. You know, you could look at a lot of our advertising. It's like, you don't have yes. this. And until yes. you do, you can't get the gal or you're going to have yeah. the wrinkles or you're, you know, whatever it is. And we learn that by our parents going, oh, don't be disappointed. Don't do this, you know, and we're conditioned that way. They didn't mean to. They didn't course, go, I want to yeah. screw up my kids, right? I mean, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't do that. Yeah. Let's, how could yeah. they mess them up? I mean, none of them did that. They, they did the sure. best they could. But how could they teach abundance if they were also in lack? 
Correct. You know, I look at my parents who are 85 and 89, blessed to still have them. They are taken care of for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. and still constantly worry that they're never going to have enough. And it is a, oh, that's the pandemic, really. It's that fear, <laughs> yes. right? It's yes. that fear of not knowing your own ability, not knowing what's breathing you. The fact that all of us are breathing the divine, which is abundant. And when we can yes. start to look for, believe in a world of abundance, that's what we create because we create from our beliefs. Yes, so yes, we do. Lack and limitation, lack and limitation always feels bad. If you are moving about your day and you feel bad, check what thought you just had. Because mm-hmm. it could be something as simple as, oh, I'm so tired. I don't have enough energy. That thought leaves us feeling bad. So watching our thoughts and watching those beliefs, if they are coming from a place that doesn't feel good, we have the ability to at least come back into a place of satisfaction that I have enough energy in this moment. I have enough money in my bank right now. I have enough air in my lungs. I have food in my refrigerator. Whatever it is to come back to satisfaction, because that's the doorway that opens you up to a world of abundance, where abundance that's where alignment is. Yes. That's where creativity happens. From a psychological approach, it's, it's, I want, definitely want to corroborate what you're saying. Because in psychology, we teach that whatever you perceive to be true, what your reality is determines how you feel. Your feelings determine how your body responds, either through a chemical reaction or through your behavioral response. And so what you're saying on, from a psychological approach, I, like I said, it's, it's, it's very, what you say is founded in truth. Um, and so that is so important. But I also wanted to piggyback off of what you're saying when it comes to you're, you're grounding a person. So if, if worry and fear comes from a place of future hypotheticals, and so those future hypotheticals could be a second from now, could be five seconds from now. But when we think about what if, when, we, when our mind's eye is too far out in the future, it allows for us to focus on the potential for something not to happen. So what you're saying is you're grounding us back to the reality of right this second, I have breath, I have time. I have food in my refrigerator. And that is so important because if you think even a second further out than what you should, unfortunately, that could tip you to the point of not feeling satisfied. So I love how you're able, what you're saying is to ground people to the present moment that you have everything that you need in this particular moment. Yes. And when you think about it too, from a psychological perspective, our brains are wired to constantly cycle between past, present, and future. It's mm-hmm. like an infinity sign. Yes. You know, we, we <laughs> could be that. here, you, you could be listening and thinking, what did I have for breakfast? What am I going to have for lunch? I mean, we're always <laughs> doing that. Our minds do that, right? And to mm-hmm. just fully be in the present moment all the time. I mean, wow, what a great goal. It's just not realistic because we have these minds. Our minds want to go out into the future and collect information, and then it goes back into the past. And when you think about it, these three points in time, all time actually is simultaneous. Mm -hmm. And yet we can think of something from the past. And if that thing that we think of from the past is limiting or doesn't feel good, that then projects into a future that it's going to be the same, Mm -hmm. right? So it's up to us to understand that if the past comes up and we feel resistance, we have the ability to change our thoughts now so that we're having a new frame of reference so that what we project in our future is different and it doesn't repeat Mm -hmm. the past. Yes. What if this happens? What if you change the what if to really good stuff? Yeah. 
What if you were more successful than you ever thought you could be? What if you made more money than you ever did? What if you had the love of your life and you actually had loving and supportive relationships? What if in the middle of everything that's going on in the world right now, you felt good? What if? Yeah. And that alone creates the dopamine in your brain. So you're now perceiving the what ifs, which then changes your mood, your affect, and all of a sudden changes the chemicals of your brain. So now all of a sudden you ha- you're flooded with dopamine, you're flooded with serotonin, you're super excited, like, oh my gosh, what, what if? And all of a sudden that changes the okay. construct of how you, how you view something. I always use an example of a diamond. So, you know, diamonds have so many different facets. So if I always look at the situation the same way, the certain facets, but if I ask that what if question, well, I slightly turn it, now I see through the through the a different facet of it and all of a sudden my reality is shifted from the prism and so i can keep moving this all around and look at life however i want to based off of this diamond concept and with that when i see a slightly different approach to it, a different way of it all of a sudden my reality changes absolutely perfect when you change the perspective you yes. change everything that you see it's like when you change yes. your thoughts you change your life and more and more people need to know this. That's why I'm grateful for you, James, for creating a show like this, where more and more people are starting to understand that I do create my reality and I create it by my consciousness. What's our consciousness? Let's break it down. What we say, the very words that we choose, there are words. It says in the Bible, right? In the beginning, there was the word. Word (laughs) word Words have meaning. I remember years ago, I was going on this fabulous family vacation with my husband and my two boys. We were going on a cruise and we were going to um, Australia and New Zealand. And and my husband comes in my office and he goes, okay, what is our budget for the trip? And I'm like, ew, you just ruined the trip. I don't want a budget. It's so not sexy. I don't want to be like sitting at dinner going, oh, well, I'll have a chicken because I'm over budget. You know, and he goes, he goes, well, we're not going to go there and blow all of our money. And, I, and he goes, yeah. so we have to be mindful. And I said, yes. And he goes, well, how about we allocate? And I'm like, oh, I like that word better. That's Very such famous. a much better word than yes. budget. There, there are so many words and phrases mm-hmm. that people say all the time that pull our energy down that are rooted in lack. As a matter of fact, and I'd love to give a gift to all of your uh, listeners I created a program, it's free, called Watch Your Words. You could go to watchyourwords.com and it's 30 days and 30 different words and phrases. And in these videos, they're two to four four minutes in length, it tells you what not to say, why, and what to say instead. I'll give an example. During the pandemic, everyone, everybody and their brother, from athletes to superstars to next door neighbors were saying, I miss I miss going to restaurants. I miss getting a pedicure. I miss seeing my friends. I miss, I miss, I miss. That word, now that might be true, but that word I miss pulls our energy down and then we feel that we're missing something. And I remember walking up to my husband during the pandemic and I said, I miss going on a date with you. And I went, wait, no, wait, no. I'm looking forward to going on a date with you. And he he said to me, let's go now. And we went outside, no kids, no dog, went outside, sat on a park bench, and we just connected. And I said, you know, I'm really looking forward to going on a date and going on a dinner and having dinner with you. And and then it started to become fun. Where would we go when the restaurant's open again? What restaurant do we want to go to? So we have this lovely conversation of what our favorite restaurant is. And then it was, who do we want to go with? 
what do we want to go just <laughs> you and I, or do we yeah. want to go with couples? And we start talking about all our couple friends. And then for me, it was like, Ooh, what am I going to wear? You know, I had my outfit <laughs> picked out weeks before yeah. the restaurants even open. So a moment like that, instead of feeling like, Oh, this just, oh, why you can't do anything. I miss this. It became a, a creative opportunity and the minute the restaurant opened, made the reservation, and we had a wonderful evening. I absolutely love that. And I, what I what I was one of the takeaways I, I received from that is a thought created another thought, and that thought then expanded on another thought, and then more thoughts and more thoughts, and it became this this exponential concept of one thought. Now, all of a sudden, you are able to experience the reality of that because you kept thinking it out more and more and more. And once again, it, it became that cascade effect, a domino effect, where all of a sudden you just went from a place of I miss to once again, a place of abundance because your thoughts created an environment for you, even though it was in your head, but it created the environment so you could and then actualize it when the time was correct, when the time was available. Rather. Absolutely. And so our words, what we say is part of our consciousness. We need to be mindful. What we think, what we mm-hmm. believe, what we feel, I mean, that's all about emotional intelligence, yes, knowing yes. what you're feeling and the time that you're feeling it and being able to process the emotions and then communicating it, right? That's emotional mm-hmm. intelligence, being able yeah. to self-manage. Um, and then what we do. So if you think about it, we can't control circumstances, situations, other people outside of us. Most of us try to do that. And we fail in our attempts all the time yes. and it leads us to more frustration. But if we understand, <laughs> you know, I can't think for you, James, and you can't think for me. I can't speak for you and you can't speak for me. You can't feel for me. I can't feel for you. You have your own consciousness. Mm-hmm. I have my own consciousness. And this is a beautiful part of being in relationships with others is that you get to, like, I look at my husband and if he says something, I'm like, wow, that, that's different than I think. I think this way. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a discussion about it instead of me going, well, you need to think like I think. You need to believe what I believe. <laughs> yeah, right? No, let me tell you all the reasons why you're wrong and you and I'm right <laughs> and you need to think like me. It's my consciousness. I create my life from my consciousness and each and every person does too. You've taught so much already. We, unfortunately, we don't have about well, four more minutes, but let's transition into your, your book for this, for this episode. But I, I know you're teaching a lot of the concepts that are in the book. So once again, the book is called The Desire Factor, How to Embrace Your Materialistic Nature to Reclaim Your Full Spiritual Power. With these seven different um, steps that you have, Unfortunately, like I said, we don't have as much time, but what would be the first step that you would teach people to be like, wow, maybe, maybe life could be different? Alignment. The very first principle mm. is alignment. So when you know you desire something, mm-hmm. we, we have to align our consciousness. It's perfect, yeah. perfect segue. We we're just talking about mm-hmm. that, right? What we think about. If you have a desire, say you have a desire to start a family or start a business, and you start thinking about how, what if, and how great that will be. And you allow your thoughts to go to that. And what would that look like? And what would the person, have the qualities be in that person or whatever it is that you want? That's aligning with what you desire. But most yeah. people, when they hear themselves say, I really want a partner. No, the last time you had a partner you got really hurt and that's not worth it. So it's just better to be alone. Bam, you just cut off that force, that life force that gave you that desire in the first place. Mm-hmm. I'd love to start a business, but who am I? I've never been, I don't know anything about running a business. We cut ourselves off and that is misalignment. That 
those thoughts, those beliefs of what we talked about in the past, as a reference point, we then don't allow ourselves to grow and become more that that desire gives us the potential to do. Yes. So alignment is absolutely important. Is there another step where distractions come in from that alignment? Yes. I mean, it's, it's the whole entire process. This, this, Mm -hmm. the, the seven step process is literally how energy sets up and it's like a power. So so you don't want to have one out of, out of order because it builds. uh So so you have your alignment and then you have your focus. That's the second principle Mm. is understanding that we have free will and choice. So even when we're focused on what we want and we hear a thought that goes against it, that's us and having the ability to refocus going, wait, Mm -hmm. I just heard myself say, I can't have that, which is one of the words, by the way, can't, whenever you hear yourself say can't, got to change it. But whether it's, I can't afford, or I can't do this anymore, or whatever the can't is. So having, I call that having split energy. You're moving in this direction, then you hear something in your thoughts, or you feel something that is, that is different than what you want then that's up to us to bring that back into focus so that mm. we're focused on focusing on what we want. One of my favorite quotes is divided waters lose force. And so it goes yes. with the same concept that you have, that you have both versions. So if I'm, if I have this desire, but then I have this other aspect and if I focus on both of them, all of a sudden my energy output has been diminished significantly. And with that, unfortunately, it will cause us to unfortunately stay stagnant in our life. Exactly. We have energy moving in two different directions. Yes. We feel pulled. Yeah. Yes. Chrissy Whitman, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show. I'm so sorry to get a chance to go through all the book, but I had so much fun. You explained so many different things, so many different concepts to my listeners and viewers. And I know they're going to, once they purchase this book, one more time, The Desire Factor, How to Embrace Your Materialistic Nature to Reclaim Your Full Spiritual Power. I know this will definitely change your lives. So if they want to find, find out more information about you and to purchase all of your books, I highly endorse all of them. Where would they find this information online? Well, you can definitely go to watchyourwords.com. That's where you can get that free uh, 30-day video program to start you on your words. Or you can go to christywhitman.com, look me up on Amazon. All my books are there. Or go to local bookstores, Barnes & Noble. They're everywhere. Books are sold. Wonderful. My listeners also know that if you cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com. And I will link you once again with Christy Whitman. Thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on my show today. Thank you, James. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.